Hey, it's your girl Ashley Easton, founder of the Amateur Expert brand, and you're not going to believe what we have coming up for you next. Ooh, tell me more. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Amateur Expert show. Um, the concept of the show is to talk with people and to ask them to share their career path um, and to learn about their journey the success um, they've made, the failures that they've made, what their idea of success is, and how it's changed um, over the course of their journey. Today we are talking to Jay Allen, and he's in the room, so I'm going to add him in now. There he is. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Good. How are you, Jay? I'm doing well. Very well. Glad to have you on today's eighth episode. So if you could, please tell the people um, a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. I am, I'm Jay Allen. Uh, I am a, uh, I'm from North Carolina, currently living in Kansas City, uh, Missouri, well, Kansas City, Kansas. Um, I am an area sales operations manager for a company called Caterpillar Financial. Uh, I've been with them now 13 years. Um, also own the credit repair business as well. Awesome. So... When you were little, when you were a young lad, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, it's funny. I, I wanted to be a doctor, and I don't know why. I think it's because whenever you talked about career paths or in school, it was always like doctor, lawyer, always came up nonstop. So it just sounded like a good idea. And I can't say for sure that I had a real passion behind that. Uh, I knew they helped people, and that's mm -hmm. a passion of mine. So it just seemed like it fit. And they made, I heard they made really good money. That is usually a motivating factor for a lot of things that we do. Yeah, um, yeah. So um, from reading your bio, I know that you went to school. Mm -hmm. Did you pursue biology at first? Or what did you, or college, I should say. Um, when did you switch from, when you decided that being a doctor wasn't going to be your thing? You know, it's funny. Uh, I can't tell you exact day. But I did notice that in high school, when people started kind of taking classes that were close to what they want to do in college, like biology, nursing, or mechanics, um, I wasn't interested in anything that they were doing. Okay. Uh, I just knew that I was good in math and numbers and communicating was my thing. Writing um, was, was definitely a strong student of mine. Uh, and math, I mean, math was my thing. Uh, back then, you know, it's funny. I went, I went to college and with no plan. Uh, I knew I was, I had to go to college. I was told, hey, college is the way. Um, it wasn't really the option, and 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 um, that's kind of what I followed. And I declared my major because I got a letter in the mail. They told me, hey, you've been here two years with no major. So I was taking <laughs> all these random classes just to be in college, and, and right. I hadn't yet, yet actually decided what I wanted to be. But I had taken a, a business class, um, like the basic business class and I found that I enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I liked the people that I was around and the conversations um, about business and, and, and operating um, and, you know, making money, leading people. And, and it seemed like, you know, my thing. So, Hey, you know what? It, it involves numbers somewhere. It involves people somewhere. Let's give it a try. And that's probably not the most prolific story, but that's kind of how I fell into business finance. Okay. Yeah. And so when you uh, were at that stage, what was your idea of success? You know, back then it was, it was, it was money 
but people always talked about, you know, six figures, six figures, six figures. And, and back then I thought about success in terms of numerical. Uh, mm -hmm. I never thought about it outside of those, you know, that Ram is always about, you know, getting a good job, you know, you know but interning was just like, you know, Auntie had a really good uh, uh, relationship with other companies. So, so interning was a very good thing to do back then. It still is. And so interning was, was always pushed towards us. And then after that, you know, you get with the company and you just grind, 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 grind. At some point, go to M get an MBA and keep climbing up the ladder, obviously to obtain more money. Did you have a company in mind that you wanted to work for when you were in that stage as well? No idea. Uh, we had huge career fairs uh, back then. So and obviously people can't speak you know, in our classrooms all the time. So that's kind of how I got exposed. Uh, okay. And if you had told me, I guess now it would be 15 years from now, that I would be in construction finance, living in Kansas City, I, I would have told you, it. no way. You know, that's no not way. possible. You know, um, but that, back, back then, that's was my viewpoint of success. So tell me, you said you work in construction finance. What is mm -hmm. that? What does that mean? So, so uh, Caterpillar, um, you know, huge company, the, the big yellow machines, and they're very expensive. People can't always just come in and just buy cash. So, um, so I am with Caterpillar Financial. Uh, we are a fully owned subsidiary of Caterpillar Inc., and and we are the bank of Caterpillar. I kind of kind of make reference to it in terms of we are the GMAC uh, for for GM Motors. So okay. basically, we have people around the country who own cat dealerships who are privately owned and, and they buy from the manufacturer. Um, they sell to the consumer. And, and my job is to intersect that sale and make sure that they're financing it with Caterpillar Financial, not with our competitors, you know, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. My job is to be in place and be present as a consultant to add value to our customers in several ways such that they want to be with us. Nice. Yep. Okay, and you've been doing it for 13 years, so that yeah. sounds like it's a passion of yours, or at least you're really good at it. I, I like to think so. Uh, you know, this role now that I'm in is, is very unique. Uh, I'm a field rep now, so I, I work remotely. I cover a territory that spans from um, uh, Kansas, Missouri, uh, Nebraska, and I, I actually have Wyoming as well. So uh, okay. I, that, that part of my territory is now gone, but uh, it the way I get exposed to out here, every, every day is different. You know, every day is changing. Um, the client's needs change, um, you know, different issues. A lot of problem solving is an everyday thing for me. It's always something to figure out, you know. Um, so this, it's always forever changing. I'm always on my toes. Well, that's good because I think a lot of people think that if you work in finance that you're sort of um, tied to an office with a calculator and, you know, crunching numbers all day. So that's well, you know, seems... I'm sorry, I actually didn't cut you off. That's no, okay. I was gonna say that was my life for the past for the previous ten years. Um, everything that I've done up until this point has prepared me for this job. Um, I was the guy crunching numbers, whether it was um, credit analysis, whether it was um, selling equipment, used equipment, repossessions, um, legal matters, bankruptcy. So I, I was that guy for a long time in the cubicle, mm -hmm. you know, on the phone, um, just just banging it out every day. Uh, in that one place. And this job I'm in now, I actually, I actually pursued this job. I felt like it was time for me to stretch 
and I felt like my my background would hold strong, and thus far it has. Um, it's, it's been a good experience. So, how has your idea of success changed um, from when you when you thought it was uh, solely financial, or has it? Uh, absolutely, it, it changed a whole lot. It changed a whole lot. Um, now I realize that success truly involves a, a, a lot. It's a it's a huge. <laughs> plethora of things. Uh, and, and, but I think number one being, if you're happy, you know, uh, I don't know the science behind it. I can't, I won't try to use medical terms, but when you're unhappy, um, the brain releases certain chemicals in your body, you know, that can make you sick, make you sad, make you depressed. And I think if you're doing something for money only and you're unhappy and, and you're constantly li living that way, you know, mm -hmm. it can have an adverse effect on your health. At the end of the day, our health is our true wealth. I mean, you know, I've seen people obtain high levels in corporate America and be very unhappy mm -hmm. uh, trying to obtain the next title or the next raise, next promotion, and, and then end up being unhappy and unhealthy. So yeah. now, for me, success means being happy because it's my job to make me happy first. Um, no one else, no, not a third party, uh, not a position. If I'm not happy already and that's my fault so i have to make choices now i think about my choices now and i've actually foregone certain jobs recently that i've been offered like hey you know i thank you for the offer but i really don't think i would be happy in that role mm -hmm. and I, i'm very serious about that uh it would be more money for me in certain times but I, I just know that for me long term uh it's not it's not worth it it's not what i want to do as far as you know being happy and healthy for myself so um, success in, in total uh, would definitely be you know, happy and healthy. Um, I could even go as far as you know: Are you, are you working in your passion? Are you are you truly doing what you feel like you're um, here on Earth for? Uh, and that that changes all the time. You know that that's still something I'm trying to figure out for myself. And I know it involves people in some way, helping them in some way. It is probably going to involve finances and health. Cause those are four things that I would I would do for free. So I, I know that if that's how I really feel inside, that's probably some type of realm of those four things that come together at some point in my life. It'll form a, a really strong you know spot for me. That's awesome. So what sort of, so you said this job you pursued and it was sort of a stretch for you. What sort of tips and motivators did you use um, during your career path to get you where you are, to keep you motivated or, um, uh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Um, so first I'll start with this job. You know, I was, I was very intentional about wanting this job. When I first came into the corporate environment, um, I assumed or I was told, I didn't know those unwritten rules. So it was grind, 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 because that, because in college, if you grind, 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 and you get the grades, and then you get the GPA, like, like that was the, you know, then, then you graduate, you know, summa or kuma, and that was it. But in corporate, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's networking, it's being, it's being intentional uh, about the path that you're on. So in the beginning, I came in, I was just kind of grinding, grinding, doing well in this job, doing well in that job, doing well in this job. And I noticed that a few of my colleagues um, were, were moving maybe not necessarily faster, but in different directions mm -hmm. than me. 
And in talking to them, what I noticed is that they, uh, they had a mentor. They had a mentor. And they had identified a, a path that was maybe four years, five years in, in advance. And then they reverse engineered that path back mm. to their current position. And then it, they moved forward with a plan. So I was like, a, if, you, if you can imagine, what's a fast car? You know, a, a Mustang, a Mustang just going full speed in, in one direction. That was me. No, no, no GPS involved. And I just noticed gone. that just going, you know, a lot of accolades, congratulations and, you know, um, ice cream parties and, you know, all that stuff that comes with, you know, they doing a good job. But um, I realized later after I found a mentor within my organization and outside as well, and I wasn't being intentional. Uh, I had one manager tell me in my face, hey, everyone likes you here. You're doing a great job, but no one knows where you want to do. I mean, sorry, mm-hmm. no one knows where you want to go. Right. So no one knows how to really approach you when jobs are coming open because they, they have no idea. You haven't expressed verbally out loud what you want to do. So when I expressed this role and then I sat down with a mentor <clears throat> and I was able to, once again, reverse engineer it, uh, I was able to then have a path towards this position. Did you know what you wanted to do? You know, it took a while. And like I said, I've been a cat 13 years now. So it, I think around year seven, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. This, this job is going to give me, um, it's going to allow me to stretch. It's going to allow me to be uncomfortable. It's going to allow me to use my skills that I've obtained um, in, in here in this corporate office in, in, in Tennessee to, you know, to strengthen my skills going forward. Did having access to a mentor um, show you what was available to you? So before you had a mentor, or was it around the same time that you realized that this opportunity could be yours? Uh, in the beginning, my mentor at the time that I had at my job really helped me to figure out what I like to do. Because that kind of goes back to be happy again, you know. And it's nothing wrong with doing things <clears throat> that you might not like to do. But I didn't want to be in a position to where I was miserable. Uh, I've seen people be miserable, and it shows every day in their attitude and, mm-hmm. and how they present themselves at work and to other people. So that's where it started. Like, like Jay, what do you what do you want? To, like, what do you like? What do you enjoy? Um, and and they, I gave them my ideas, and then they gave me their ideas about myself. And we tried to see where they matched. And then that person actually had been where I once was. And that's important, too, is to find someone with social proof. Um, and social proof meaning that they're not giving you theory. They're not giving you something out of a book. That person that I, I saw after myself was someone who had, who had been there and done that and was very uh, did a very good job in that role. So they helped me to, you know, reverse engineer or reinvent myself in such a way that I was prepared for this role. That's awesome. I've, I don't think I've ever heard that term, and I like it. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Which um, word was that? Social, social proof? Or the term, to social proof, okay. yeah. Well, well, let me, let me, I got it from David Shans, so I want to give him credit. <laughs> I didn't want to take that. He had a conference uh, in, in Atlanta, Georgia uh, recently, and that was the name of it. So his, his entire guest panel was people, people who were doing at a high level what they taught. Mm. 
That's so good. Yeah. That's so good because I think a lot of times when you're younger, and I'll speak for myself, you sort of speak to people who are on your level to try to figure mm -hmm. out what is next or what your possibilities are. Um, and not that that's a bad thing, but I do think that it's a good idea to be able mm -hmm. to speak to someone um, that can help you sort of create the path. And right, a lot of times right. people say, well, I've heard, I think Jermaine Dupree said that get yourself a mentor. And even if it's someone that you don't, you can't have actual contact with, you can, so if it's someone who is infamous, right, you're able to see the track that they took and you can sort of pattern that against yourself. So you mm -hmm. never sort of, um, uh, without hope or without guidance right. in, yep. in, that, in that aspect. And even if it's a book, you know, uh, if, you, if, if someone has a book out that they wrote, if you're in finance, I mean, you're probably reading something by maybe Warren Buffett or if you're in business, maybe, you know, Jeff Bezos, um, motivation like Eric Thomas or Inky Johnson, you know, I don't know Inky Johnson or Eric Thomas personally or, right. or Grant, Grant Cardone, but they've written books that have, that they have podcasts. Um, you know, they have, that they have books out, they do conferences. Um, so though they're my mentors to me, they never met me before and I had mentors for different things. So based on what the topic is and what my, my goal is, um, the mentor could change. Yep. So, you know, if it was, you know, obviously dog grooming, I wouldn't read a book about, you know, <clears throat> be, being an NFL quarterback. You know, I would right. find a great dog groomer who, who killed it. Right. And, and I would, I would, I would hone in on what they did. Well, that's perfect. So another, I know that you're also um, passionate, like you said about finance and mm -hmm. um, helping people. And so you had mentioned that you um, had created, or that you became a consultant of some sort. So, do you want yep. to talk about that? So, I am a, uh, I'm, I have a, I launched a credit restoration franchise, and and that all kind of started years ago in my mind, uh, not as a concept in business, but I recognized the need. Uh, when I was a credit, so I spent five years as a credit analyst with, with my company, both unsecured and secure lending. And the thing that I, I noticed right away was that people, people have bad credit. <laughs> people have bad credit. And then when you, when I had to decline them, they were unaware of their bad credit. Mm -hmm. and, and then, and obviously as, as a finance professional, I could not give them credit advice, right. but I always advise them to search out certain, certain periodicals or certain, you know, go pull your credit report. A lot of them hadn't even put a credit report in a long time, so that that was my that was my eye opening experience to people don't do not understand credit and the power of credit because right. these people who were applying for these these loans were applying to start businesses, and for some of them it was their only source of income. So for some people that I had to decline, right. like I just shut their I just kind of stopped their life from moving forward, and that's not a good feeling. Mm -hmm. So years later, you know, fast forward to, you know, Kansas City and, and being there with no family there and, and, and really no friends, but there's no office where I live. I'm like, man, what can I do to leverage my 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 financial background to start a, a part time business? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where I landed between it was kind of between uh, budget coaching and, and then credit restoration. And, okay. I, and I and I, I'm, st I'm bringing budgeting in at some point, but right now it's just credit repair. So 
that's that's where that came from. It was just like, whoa, people people need help. And now that I'm in this business, I'm talking to people that I know personally. It's like, wow, people really um, do not know the power of credit and 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 what makes up FICO and and why Credit Karma is not always correct. I mean, it's these are small I was, tidbits. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. So, uh, Credit Karma uses what's called what's called a a Vantage score. And the, the Vantage score has a whole different calculation than your FICO score. Right. So, so, so based on your profile and how, how your profile falls in those, those characteristics like pay history, time, you know, uh, length of history, credit usage, you know, for example, uh, FICO, for FICO, pay history is 35% okay. of your credit, your FICO score. But for Vantage, it's 40%. Oh, so, so that's use the number right there. That can skew it totally. So if you're using your credit karma and trying to go buy a house and they pull your FICO, you're going to be surprised maybe because you could be so, off by a lot. My question is, is can people, you or, you know, companies, a lot of companies, and I feel like they target um, people who um, are minorities mm -hmm. um, they ask them to pay a lot of money and they promise to delete things off of their credit report and things of that nature is is that some, is that real I've always been a skeptic about that you can you you anything on there that's negative can be disputed if you ever google the fair credit reporting act right uh, that's a law that's in place by congress that, that gives consumers the right to dispute anything on their report that's inaccurate, erroneous, or obsolete. Uh, obsolete. So the credit bureaus are for-profit organizations. They, they're, they're not government agencies. They have no governmental power. They are for-profit, which means they make money. <clears throat> they charge companies like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, these companies, they charge them to report out. So they're getting paid to report information. Okay. They're not verifying the information. They're okay. reporting it. So if you ever heard anybody say anything like, hey, I got to a spat with someone, maybe a neighbor, and, and that tree fell in my house, and now I have a judgment, I put a, I put a judgment on there, that judgment will be reported on their credit report at some point. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they're not always verifying. So we're, no, that, the actual, the Fair Credit Reporting Act gives us the opportunity to, to dispute those things and make them prove per the law that it's reported correctly. And they get okay. 30 to 45 days max, maximum to respond to us. If not, then they have to take it off. You know, okay. so it, it's you know, every situation is different, you know, based on your profile. You know, some people just have late pays or it, I've seen people have bankruptcies and, and liens. So it, based on your profile, it's, it's going to depend on how long it takes to get that done. But it could be done. Okay. Yeah. Well, you definitely have to give your social um, handles at the end so that people can get okay. in contact with you if they're interested in sure having thing. you um, help them out. Absolutely. So um, my last question would be um, if you could please enlighten me some way. I mean, you already have uh, right. a lot, but if you can just give me a random tidbit of information. Um, I, I coined myself the amateur expert. Uh, I know a little bit about a lot, so it would be helpful if you can give me something I love that. else. <laughs> <laughs> something else and uh, so I have to give credit where credit is due my mom has always said that so I sort of 
borrowed it from her. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you can um, share with me something random, Snapple fact, or you know something you remember from when you were a kid. So give me, uh, I guess, like like a random fact to like, I guess, like motivation or information or just a fact about myself. It could be anything that you want. Okay, um, I would say get it, um, get exposure. I would say get exposure, and and what I mean by that is um, our mind will expand as we expose ourselves to, to new things, new opportunities. Um, the way we look at the world is usually shaped by where we lived and who we're around and the things we hear. And people don't, don't realize it, but fear is transferable. And, mm-hmm. and but so is optimism. And, and so, is, mm-hmm. so, is, so is hope. So, and what I mean by that is, is that I know people who to this day won't fly on planes, right? And I'm like, why not? You know, you can have a, car crash you know probably and you know and they're like well you fall out of the sky i'm like yeah you could fall out of the sky i, I totally agree with that <clears throat> but then when i meet their parents their parents won't fly or right. would not fly and i think about it that little kid probably from age probably from birth has always heard flying and death are, yeah. are together so yeah. i would say getting some new environments um, investing that uh, this year, I've, I've decided to spend a lot of money um, being in a proper environment. So I, 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 I enjoy different conferences, um, meeting new people, and just hearing different conversations. Having my mind just because what it's like, <clears throat> you have to be broke down sometimes and then be rebuilt back up. So I completely agree. People are currently disrupting my whole thought process, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Good. And. Though sometimes it's very uncomfortable because you're stretched far beyond what you've always been taught. Yep. Sorry about that. Uh, you you stretch further than you've been taught. So so having to unlearn is is is, is crucial. But I think getting in the proper environment is is, is critical. Uh, I think just doing the same old things the same old way um, with the same old people um, can make you do the same old things over and over again. And if you want to progress, then that, that won't be a good thing. And number two, I say be very specific. And I learned this from, uh, from Rob Wilson. He's a uh, financial advisor that I, I follow. Whatever you want, say it and write it down. So, but, be, mm-hmm. but take time to, to really think about that. So if, if you say I want to make a lot of money, that's not very specific. A lot compared to what, because based on who you talk to and what environment you're in, right? You know, a lot could be a lot could be fifty grand a year. Yep. In another environment, that could be fifty grand a month. Right. In some environments, that's fifty grand a week. Yeah. It's all so relative, true. so 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 you have to be specific because once again, once you decide on that number or that figure or that place or that person or that that neighborhood, you can you can start reverse engineering on how to get there, find someone that's, that's been there, help them, man, well, have them help you get there. That's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. So just, you know, to be very specific, because if not, once again, you're like a Mustang going, you know, 100 miles per hour with no real direction, right. and no GPS. And um, Les Brown said it best. If, if you go through life casually, you may end up a casualty. Oof. You know, um, he also said, um, 
you live life two ways, by design and by default. Mm. So if you're just like, ah, it's Tuesday, I'm doing Tuesday stuff, you know, but what, hey, what are you doing? What's the goal? Yeah. Where do you want to be? You know, it's hard to say in 10 years, I want to be here. That's a long way away. Just do two years, you know, right. two years. So, and then once again, you know, where do you want to be then? It could be a weight loss journey. You know, if you want to lose 100 pounds, that's a lot of weight. But set a deadline on it. And once again, chop it down, you know. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's so my good. few tidbits. That's so good. And travel. What? Travel, yes. travel, travel. Yeah, so travel. Important. Yep. Jay, this has been fantastic. I I feel like, and I feel like I need to go back. I need to go home and write down more specific <laughs> plans and specific goals. I told you earlier <laughs> that, um, you know, I had a few passion projects, and all yeah. of them are involved uh, in exposing people to um, the same things that you know that you've been discussing. So, um, I'm going to reformulate some of my plans, and uh, I'm excited. So, thank Good. you so much for being thank on you. the show. For those, let me say this too. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah. Now go ahead. Now go ahead. Um, for those of you who are catching the tail end, this will be replayed um, again on the Amateur Expert um, Instagram, but also will be on YouTube um, at the Amateur Expert, which uh, that page or the link will be in my bio. Jay? I just want to say, I finally meet you, I guess, in person. Oh, but uh, yeah. I, I've known about you since you probably were like a little girl because your uh, cousin um, is one of my best friends. So I, now I know you really exist. Yes, so I'm it's, here. Good, it's good to finally see you in, in, in person. Uh, it's probably been over 20 years since I first uh, knew you existed. So finally meeting you in person. It's good to meet you. And I'm excited that uh, that we've, I, like I said, I'm excited that we did this. And I'm happy that we were able to finally connect. Absolutely. Absolutely. But thank you for the opportunity. I definitely appreciate it. For sure. And do you want to drop your um, your Instagram Absolutely. or your contact information? So if anyone wants to get in contact with you about um, maybe mentorship or um, the credit uh, restoration? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, my Instagram is at J-A-Y-83-Allen, A-L-L-E-N. Uh, email address is takecontrolcredit at gmail.com. That's takecontrolcredit at gmail.com and i'll put all the information on the um youtube in the description box but this has been great thanks so much jay hey thank you as well have a good day thanks you too all right